I V M. Welcome to All Things Policy, a daily podcast supported by Pragati, a flagship media initiative of the Takshashila Institution. We're a bunch of policy nerds based in Bengaluru, and we like to bring a fresh perspective to Indian affairs and an Indian perspective to global affairs. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join us for today's chat. Hello and welcome to another episode of ATP, where we discuss policy issues of importance. I am Priyal, and for today's podcast, I have with me Arjun, who is my colleague at Takshashila. Hi, Arjun. Welcome to this podcast. Hey, Priyal. Good to be here. Yeah, <laughs> good to have you back. So the topic that we are going to discuss today is if tech sanctions actually work. Now, before we get into the core of the actual topic, Arjun, can you tell the audience what exactly do you mean by tech sanctions? Yeah, sure, Priyal. I mean, this was uh, something that ca- kind of came up very recently, especially after the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, and it was the first time right. that specific embargoes had been put in place against the import and export of high-tech components targeting a specific country. In this case, Russia itself. So, as per the statement released by the Bureau of Industry and Security, which is the Department of Commerce of the Government of the United States, they said that the U.S. have it has imposed secondary and primary sanctions on Russia on the import of computers, chips, etc., and the fact that if anyone wishes to sell these uh, technologies, including semiconductors, encryption software, lasers, and sensors. they have to request a license which is denied by default and only when the license is granted by the government of the united states these companies are allowed to sell these components to russia this was basically the kind of sanctions that were put on russia and especially in the technology realm right so we do understand that economic sanctions have been used as a tool of statecraft before wherein you have blockaded economic activities you have tried to target the mm-hmm. sectors which would hurt them the most financially but this was uh, the first time when technology had been used kind of to to target the country and hurt them in a more in a devastating way right so because the fact that technology itself and the tech sector itself plays a big role in contributing to one's economy and gdp there is the possibility that limiting access to certain technologies limiting access to um, critical and emerging tech and cutting off supplies of this technology to the domestic market can have a massive impact on the country's economy so that was the reason behind the whole concept of technology sanctions and that's where this whole thing about tech sanctions and the no, responses no, no. of technology companies also came up right so now having said like having explained what tech sanctions are and why they are important and everything so you mentioned about this topic came up more a lot more during like russia's invasion of ukraine right now when they had imposed these uh, sanctions during this time during the invasion did it work as a deterrence factor in by any chance i mean the the current situation should answer your question right i mean the whole war has gone on for more than 100 days now and no sanctions right, which yeah. were imposed on russia had that impact hmm. which it was supposed to have i mean the ruble bounced back right. to its original uh, 
original exchange rate value and yeah 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 and even the russian oil and gas exports were at a constant rate so they they weren't kind of cut off or anything right so this this whole concept of technology sanctions itself has kind of not uh, worked in terms of deterrence factors but it was more viewed from a punishing lens right so fine you could not use these sanctions to prevent russia from doing whatever they're doing right now in ukraine but how can you hurt them significantly to ensure that they do not have the capability to take this action again and that is why this whole concept of these tech sanctions being a punitive action rather than a deterrence factor has come up so tech sanctions at least and especially the response of silicon valley companies during the Russian invasion of Ukraine, did kind of have this thing wherein uh, they wanted to showcase to the world that no, we we are in a position to hurt your economy in a way that you would not take up this action again. But it wasn't, uh, first of all, when they started to do it, it was more like, okay, we are doing this, you need to pull out of Ukraine, you need to stop doing what you're doing. But clearly that did not work. And then this, then when they went ahead and yeah. said that, yeah, we are going to damage your economy as much as possible, and we're going to use your, uh, and we're going to use technology sanctions and not to kind of hit you where it hurts. And that way that these tech sanctions have shaped up. And again, the impact of it is a very you know like ambiguous thing because we do not understand what sort of impact it has had on the domestic economy of Russia and uh, how it has impacted the domestic sector itself. But we can always speculate on this. And yeah, I mean, like the implications of it can't be debated also. Right. And now that like, you know, you spoke about certain implications, right? So like, let's get in further into detail, I guess. So what are the actual implications of tech sanctions and you know what other responses by the tech companies that you see yeah so one thing definitely is the whole concept of secondary sanctions right so the u.s mentioned that look if anyone else wants to export technology products to russia they have to take a license and unless we grant it to them they cannot do it and if they go ahead and do it they will also be sanctioned so Basically, you're, you're punishing others for doing business with Russia itself. So mm. that that has kind of impacted a lot, has a lot of impact on the Russian economy in terms of the domestic technology sector. So the domestic consumerism would have taken a massive hit because there were so many companies, literally so many companies, including the major tech giants like Apple, Microsoft, HP, Dell, Cisco, whatnot. And so many of them pulled out of Russia. Like they stopped all their business in the country. They said that we are not going to export or we are not going to send across any of the products to Russia. And they have paused product sales. They have canceled existing and future shipments of finished products. And even manufacturers like, again, Dell and HP have halted operation and suspended even the sale of any of their products in Russia. So that would kind of impact 
the average consumer, right? So imagine someone in Russia wanting to buy a MacBook or a you know, HP Spectre or something like that. Now they do not have access to that because uh, the companies are unwilling to sell them in the country. They're saying that they're not going to sell any more products, any of their products anymore in the country itself. So that would have had a massive impact in terms of just domestic consumption and domestic consumerism, which would have taken a massive hit. So that is one thing. And one more thing is, it's not just physical products or physical, you know, devices, right? It's also these web-based services and online sectors. It's not just the fact that you do not have access to high-end phones or laptops, but you you also do not have access to softwares like Skype, GitHub, and even cloud-based services like Azure because Microsoft has prevented access from Russian IPs to their product. Netflix has stopped all streaming services in the country. Even social media services like Twitter and Snapchat have agreed to prevent any Russian IPs kind of uh, like accessing their sites. So even another critical company like Cloudfare, which is supposed to provide, you know, security services. And they said that they will not provide any protection for any Russian web resources. And website hosting sites are also taking down .ru sites. So that, you know, this kind of action by the technology companies itself on the back of the imposed tech sanctions by the US has kind of like, you know, uh, resulted in a collapse of the technology sector in Russia. So it's just that the official sanctions which were doled out by the government of the United States, had such an impact that technology companies unilaterally took decisions and they all, I mean, not all of them, but literally most of them decided to kind of either pull out Hmm. or halt operations or even say that they're not going to, you know, do any business with Russia anymore in the future or something like that. So that, you know, that revenue generating market itself or the revenue generating sector itself would have taken such a massive hit in this case. So that is, I mean, these are like just some of the implications, but again, we do not, we could, we cannot estimate the, uh, you know, the quantitative impact of it itself, but I'm pretty sure the qualitative impact can be felt by an average Russian who's looking to kind of you know, buy a new next-gen iPhone or a next-gen MacBook or whatever. Yeah, so this, in terms of sheer numbers, it's hard to estimate how much this has had an implication on the Russian economy. But in terms of access to goods, products and services, it has, you know, impacted the country very much. Yeah, definitely. It has definitely taken a hit, right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So before we actually move on, because this is sort of like a very interesting conversation that we are having. And I think now that we're talking, now that we've spoken about Russia and Ukraine, we can sort of deviate a little. But before we move there, let's take a short break and we will be right back. Hello and welcome back. You've been listening to this episode of ATP where we're discussing about tech sanctions. And until now, Arjun has given his inputs on what exactly tech sanctions are and if these sanctions have affected Russia in any sort of way. 
and what were the response by the tech companies and the implications of tech sanctions. Now, when this entire con- like this entire Russia's invasion of Ukraine happened, there was also a conversation about you know the potential uh, aggression that China could show towards Taiwan. Right now, now if we were to see it for China and Taiwan scenario in in the future, if it ever happens, now will tech sanctions work against China if there is a case where there might be an aggression by the states towards Taiwan? Yeah, I mean that's a question that everyone wants to know but no one has the answer to right so because i think it's just the fact that how credible are tech sanctions as a tool to deter or even punish the chinese state from conducting their own military operation across the taiwan strait china is much more integrated into the global economy and supply chains and that makes it much more difficult to have these kind of broad based sanctions against china unlike of russia itself and it also makes sanctions far more costly for china because it has so much more to lose because again these guys uh, they have a presence in the global supply chain they have manufacturers they have technology giants who are part of the supply chain and who contribute a lot so one thing hmm. is definitely certain that china has a robust domestic tech economy right so it it's always been this case that it, the chinese state has gradually tried to reduce its dependency on western technology firms they have banned google facebook even linkedin exited the chinese market so the intent of the country has always been to develop domestic alternatives for any technology services provided by the western companies right so that has made you know like different tech, uh, chinese technology firms pop up and rise up to the task to be credible alternatives for all these Silicon Valley companies from Alibaba, which is like a major, like it's it's basically alternative to Amazon, to Huawei, which is basically an alternative to Ericsson, Nokia, Qualcomm, whatever. And the fact that they have so many set of tech companies and the fact that there is an ever-growing domestic demand. So this the size of the Chinese market itself is enough to provide them adequate business, right? So sanctions and preventing these firms from participating in the global markets would not result in a complete collapse, but it will definitely hit these firms. So, but the fact that the domestic economy of China itself has been built on a foundation that reduces external dependency and relies on the existing infrastructure and domestic market will kind of, you know, mm. will not have that much of an impact itself. And the fact that you're, again, preventing accessibility of technology goods and services to the Chinese market, and this can impede on the firm's ability to scale up operation, but it will not kind of hurt the economy in such a bad way that, you know, the Chinese government or the Chinese state decides to kind of reverse their decision against a military operation itself. I mean, first of all, the fact that they would have gone ahead with the operation meets the fact that they are serious about it. And these sanctions, when imposed also, will not serve as a deterrence factor, similar to Russia. So it will not, I mean, it will not deter the Chinese. But the question is, will it punish the Chinese enough? But in, uh, that also seems like an unlikely 
thing because they also have such a established sphere of influence because China's one of the China's advantage is the fact that their technology has had a far-reaching impact in the developing world. So they've used their premier foreign policy projects such as BRI to, to export domestic technology worldwide. And the fact that many states, like especially you know, in the developing regions such as uh, Central Asia, Africa, Southeast Asia, have all adopted Chinese technology infrastructure because, again, it's it's good for them because the fact that there, there is low operation operational cost, it's easier to set up, and the fact that this would also be in the deal of men signed with Pakistan across governments, right? So it will be part of the foreign policy deal or in the international agreement when they become part of BRI or whatever. So the fact that now, if you decide to sanction China and Chinese technology itself. You would have like a very problematic situation that would remove or even prevent accessibility to many states which are using currently Chinese technology products and services. Now, even when you say that you want technology to be accessible all across the world and then you go ahead and sanction uh, just Chinese tech, which would result in, you know, I don't say, I don't know, let's say some country in Africa, such as Djibouti or Sierra Leone and all, which have adopted Chinese technology infrastructure for as the basis of their technology stack, would effectively be, you know, removed from like accessing high-speed internet or telecommunication networks or whatever. So do you want that to happen is one thing that, I mean, like, uh, I don't know, uh, they might go ahead and say that this is majorly to target the Chinese state itself. But again, it would, it would, you know, have a blowback in terms of the fact that it would also target developing nations and developing states, which are using Chinese technology, which have relied on Chinese technology until now. So that kind of stuff has, kind uh, you know, like, that that will have a major impact and that is why tech sanctions might not yield the same result for China as it might yield with Russia. So Russia's economy might suffer in the long run and it will eventually collapse or crumble against the weight of these sanctions. But the Chinese economy has grown to a certain extent that uh, these sanctions would not have that kind of an impact where, you know, the entire technology world shuns them. I mean, just take for a fact about Silicon Valley companies themselves, right? Most of them have already moved out of China. Not like they can move out again. So they're already pulled out of (laughs) China. They've they've already done everything they can. So I like pulling out and stopping all businesses won't have much of an effect either. So in that in that sense, I don't know. I just feel that these these kind of tech sanctions will not have that required result. Right. And also like like you said, right? Like China is pretty self-sufficient in its own way when it comes to tech and stuff. So really imposing tech sanctions is not really gonna like affect them in an in a massive way. And yeah. but like now for example if now if you really want something to work against China, mm-hmm. what would what do you think would like work in that particular scenario? Yeah, so 
I mean, this is just speculation, but the fact that Chinese tech companies have built significant resilience in the supply chain. But, you know, these see, these tech sanctions can be imposed multilaterally. That has the potential to kind of cripple the Chinese tech sector and economy itself. I mean, as much as we talk about how China is such a technological superpower, they are not as insulated as we think they are also. Because let's, I mean, this is an example. So when Huawei got banned from the Five Eyes, so the Five Eyes is basically US, UK, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. So all the five countries banned Huawei equipment from their networks. And... That meant that uh, Huawei took quite a beating, like their profits and their handset business kind of collapsed for a certain period yeah. of time when the, these sanctions were placed. So you can think about it in a way that, okay, look, we when we do it, you know, in a way, in a coordinated way and ensure that these companies cannot, you know, come back with the same resilience it might kind of work. So you should, first of all, you should always determine what specific sanctions might be useful and what will be counterproductive itself. What if we impose these sanctions, but that has the possibility of them, you know, of the sanctions resulting in more business for tech, a Chinese tech or rather less business is something that has to be taken note of. And one would also think that one should also understand that it just technology sanctions will not work, right? So you have right. to use others, other sanctions to accompany these tech sanctions itself. It has to kind of be a basket case rather than just like one sanctioning, uh, which is kind of provided. And the fact that the goal is just not, you know, prevent basic technology product from being accessed in like africa or southeast asia that would just that mm -hmm. would just have a like a that would just uh, blow back on the west and they will basically be alienated from the west itself so they'll they'll say look as developing nations are preventing our access to basic technology just because you think that you know whatever china is doing is wrong so that would again have a you know, massive impact. And so it has to kind of always be a basket case scenario wherein you're, you are imposing tech sanctions, but you are imposing tech sanctions multilaterally in a coordinated way, first of all. And also the fact that these sanctions should be accompanied with other, you know, let's say economic or financial restrictions itself, which would affect the Chinese tech economy way more than we think it will. Because ultimately the goal is to cripple Chinese firms' operation and that needs like a wide array of sanctions, not just, you know, saying that, okay, we're going to prevent Chinese technology from being exported or imported to other countries worldwide. Uh, yeah, so that, that would most likely have a, could impact on the Chinese ecosystem. But, you know, again, this is this is just what we think, but we never know what might actually work. So 
maybe when when yeah, Janet yeah. listens to his wait time on, he'll get to know what actually he was. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right now we're just making assumptions and looking at possible scenarios, right? But once that situation is right in front of us, we will probably have a better idea of you know how to tackle it and how to deal with it. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So yeah, thank you so much, Arjun, for joining me on this podcast and talking about extensions and everything. This was a very informative session. Thank you for joining me and for doing this. And to all our audience, thank you for listening and tune in again for the next ATP soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks, Priyan. It was really nice to be here. Okay. Bye bye. If you liked our show, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can tune into them on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcast.com, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow IVM on social media. The handle is at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And hey, if you'd like to dive into Takshashila's research on technology, strategy, and economic affairs. Check us out at our Twitter handle at takshashila inst or our website takshashila.org.in.